0: Welcome everybody to another edition of the Brenton on Tour Espresso Shot. It's the podcast, but it's just a little version, you know, some of these smaller shows just to kind of get the lead out a little bit as you as I touched on last week. My guests that I've got confirmed over the next couple of episodes, uh, I still have to film them and record them and do the whole thing. And I'm kind of saving all of my creativity for them, uh, all my hard hitting questions. What are their hard-hitting questions? I don't know. But I got somebody from the Sopranos coming up. I've got some bands coming up. Uh, And I get to go back on tour again in the middle of August through Texas and through uh, Albuquerque, New Mexico to go see one of my favorite coffee places, Cutbow Coffee down there. Hey, Paul. Uh, Over to Phoenix and up to California, into Chicago, over to New York. Coincidentally, I'm going to be in New York City 20 years to the date of September 11th kind of weird considering I was tour managing a band that was supposed to be in New York City on September 11th and then we got obviously delayed and didn't go and it was tragic and brutal so uh, it's gonna be interesting to be returning There, I was there a month after September 11th and everything was still smoldering you could still smell, um, it's just a weird kind of sulfur in the air. It was just really, really eerie and I've only been back to New York once uh, since then and didn't get down to that part, Um, chose to go Central Park and just kind of be a tourist when it comes to that. So to be in New York City on September 11th, 20 years after is gonna be really weird. But I'm gonna go and I'm gonna I'm gonna take it all in and I'm gonna and you know uh, I'm gonna I think go down and, and see what's gonna what's gonna go down there for tributes and all the rest of it. I'm very curious as to um, what that's gonna look like and um, again such a tragic scenario but back on tour and then it takes me up into Canada. And then that ends it, which puts me home for a week in October, which, you know, imagine that going back to Ontario and seeing some friends and family and all the rest of it. So pretty excited about that to get back to touring. As I said, starting in Texas and going down through that world and in this new kind of touring world post COVID, how's it going to look? Well, I get asked that question a lot. I wish I had the answers. I don't have the answers outside of You could pretty much expect things to be what you think they're going to be. Are you going to be forced to show a vaccination card when you come in? Maybe in some markets, but there's going to be others where they don't. Are you... Is the artist going to be comfortable touring in this scenario? We're going to find out. I mean, artists are confirming tours like crazy. I'm a firm believer that all the tours that are being announced now are going to happen. I think you're going to have a set of protocols in place regionally, uh, you know, state-run, uh, province-run, country-run. Everyone's going to be different. It's going to be a bit of a guinea pig scenario over the next, at least year and a half, for sure, two years, where people try to figure out until there's some kind of scenario where it's back to normal, normal. You don't have to change your protocols. You don't have to change things per market, per city. It's gonna be interesting. It's definitely gonna be different for the touring folk. Um, You know, 12 people packed into a bus. Is it eight now? These are the questions. Meet and greets for bands, are they happening? Do they want them to happen? Do they still wanna meet the fans? I think Zoom and Restream, things like this, have created a new way for them to get creative in that department. Are fans gonna buy a VIP package if they can't meet the band, or the fans not want to meet the band, sometimes meeting your heroes isn't necessarily a good thing. Sometimes they let you down, right? So I'm very curious to see where it's going to go. Um, I'm definitely feeling privileged to be on one of the first tours that's going to go out in this scenario. Obviously, going to be doing a lot of recon and reporting back as to how things are going and how the public's doing and how the bands are feeling. What's going to happen backstage? I mean, there's that whole world that no one knows about, you know, that I won't dive too much into because I don't want to give away too much, but you know, bands got to eat. Security people kicking around. VIP tents. Backstage hangout areas all going to change. The touring, as we know, is all going to change. I think you're going to see more hit and run, get into the show, do the show, leave, I, I, I think. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe everyone's just like, let's just go for it. I mean, it's certainly happening in the States. It's, people are going for it in the States. With You're seeing it with hockey. You're seeing it with baseball. I think Texas was the first one that did 45,000 people in Houston for a game. No one really seem to bat an eye at that it's interesting we're not seeing any reporting out of those scenarios whereas before we were getting daily updates on every part of the world and every single aspect of the world and what people were doing how many what were the new numbers and all these different things but it's kind of gone away from that and especially in america i'm not hearing really any reporting. Am I going looking for it? Not really. But are they jamming it down our face like before? No. So it's kind of a bit of a wild west scenario where we don't really know what that's going to look like. What are the numbers? Do we care about the numbers anymore? Do we care about anything anymore? Or do we just want to get back to normal? So you'll see, these are all just questions I'm asking you, the viewer and the listener. Are you going to go to shows? What was your favorite show? Are you not going to go to a show? If you don't feel like they're protecting you. And everyone has their own version of protection. What does that mean? Does everyone in the crowd have to wear masks? Are you a person that feels like if the crowd isn't full of masks that you feel inclined to go and still feel safe? Interesting. But then you go to the supermarket and you don't wear one. So I'm I'm just asking questions. It's very interesting. Are you missing live music and events so much that you'll do anything to see them? Or are you gonna stick to your guns? I'm pretty confident most people are gonna stick to their guns and just do what they want to do. So I think uh I think it's a very interesting time. I, I had some notes about you know, returning to live. What does that mean? favorite bands, favorite shows, do you guys have a favorite show that you have seen that's just, it's so ingrained in you that you just can't wait to get back out there and see another show from your favorite artist? I know music heals people, I think anyways, I think that scenario. Uh, I witnessed it this weekend on July 4th down in America. I mean, there was a lot of concerts happening, a lot of bands, a lot of people gathered together, everyone having an amazing time. It felt so weird to watch bands on stage playing that I almost forgot that what it was like. So it was cool and also like, okay, I guess we're back. Are we back? We're going to find out. <laughs> All questions for you, the listener. Yeah, I'm challenging you this week. That's right. Um my favorite show. I mean, I got so many favorite shows, but but uh, I think just if I'm getting into favorites of all time, I think I have to go back to my first concert ever, which was Metallica, Aerosmith, The Black Crows, and Warrant in Toronto at the CNE. What a great show! It was Metallica's uh, Justice tour. It was the Monsters of Rock. All those bands. Well, Black Crows' first show in Toronto. I was like, hey, I'm going to go see Warrant. This is going to be great. Well, they got booed off the stage, unfortunately. And then now I know why. Obviously, 50,000 fans chanting, die, die to Metallica. And I was like, ah, I get it. Everyone's here for Metallica. Aerosmith's just the cherry on top. So that was interesting. Definitely number one for me. It was my first ever concert, thanks to Masterson. From there, it kind of trickles down. I'm sure you guys have had your favorite shows what are some of the favorite concerts that you've seen these are all just as I'm doing the espresso shot I want to hear from you the, the viewer I want to hear from you the listener what are some of your favorite shows leave them in the Twitter feed at Brenton on tour uh, you can find me at Brenton on tour podcast all of them on Instagram and all these places just leave your comments let me let me engage you to tell me what your favorite concert was some of the best shows you've ever seen I mean geez. I'm a metal guy, a rock guy, as a lot of you guys know, but Skid Row and Pantera in Peterborough, Ontario. Pantera with a strobe light, just, come on, amazing. The epitome of what I do, getting a chance to go and do Pearl Jam in Toronto for two nights during the Toronto Film Festival in my hometown. Like, come on, some of these great, great shows. All I ever wanted to do was Wembley. Look, I I finally got a chance to do Wembley. What I'm saying is, like, it never ends. We never have, we never stop having our favorites. We never stop, like, oh, I can't wait to go see that show. I can't wait to do this event. We never stop. It always evolves. Once you see one amazing show, you want to see the next amazing show. Once you see this band, you want to see the next band. It never ends. So I'm curious are you guys excited for the return of Live? odd question a majority of the people are going to be like of course yes we want to see live shows we want to go back but it's all going to change it's it's really people are are selective with their time now i think the one thing that this whole time has proven is that everyone's more selective with their time and i am one of them how do i want to choose to spend my time so the show's got to be good the bands have to be good Everyone has to up their game. And I'm stoked to see where they go. Thanks to my friends at Blue Microphones for the Blue Yeti X and the MixFi headphones. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. helps me try to sound as good as possible and hear myself as good as possible. Huge fans of what they do over there. Uh, they've got these amazing Yeti X, as I said, and and MixFi phones. They sponsor the Brenton on Tour podcast and... The Kids on the Escalator podcast, which I do on Tuesday nights with my good friend Chris Machete. Very, very awesome of them to do that. To my friends at DeanBlundell.com, thanks for hosting me as always. Uh, couldn't be doing this without you guys for giving me the space to go ahead and do it. And everyone supports each other. Make sure you check out some of the other pods on the network over there, Podcast, Podcast. Of course, the Kids on the Escalator podcast. Uh, Dean's show is a must-watch Daily, Uh, you've got Big Chris Radio, you've got JJ and Mel, PP1, there's so many to list that I'll let you go over to DeanBlundell.com and find it out. I'll be back. I'm going to take next week off, possibly the week after that, as I compile these new interviews for you guys to listen to. I'm going to be breaking most of August regardless, and then probably back in September. So I encourage you to go and listen to some old episodes. Uh, the old episodes are getting some love right now a lot of people are discovering the old episodes and asking me about them so i'm trying to bring some of those to the forefront and also invite you to go visit them and also get some of those guests back so you never know but i appreciate all for listening like comment share subscribe do all the things that you know we ask you to do politely uh maybe do a little ranking over there want to go to apple and say hey this is the worst thing i've ever heard or hey i don't mind this it's it's all right it puts me to sleep who knows? It's Brenton on tour for another week. Thanks, friends, for listening. Rock on. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world.